Welcome back to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. My name is Patrick Sheehan. I'm here with my co-host Dave Martinson, or as anyone that was in Albany knows him, Dustin from Stranger Things. I don't want to talk with a lisp right now. Why not? Did you talk with, with a lisp? No, I didn't. Night? I didn't. I also didn't color my teeth to be as offending mm. as I could have been. But I also wore that hat the following day, just out in town. I saw some of your Snapchats with that. It's in, a nice hat. Uh, go, going crazy in Chris's car and him yelling at you, which was pretty funny. Yeah. When Ariana Grande's on the radio, you just gotta let, let it out, man. You know, you side to side. Side to side, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, so, so Dave, it seemed like your costume was a hit, though. I saw a lot of 11s. A ton of 11s and Dustin's. 11 was obviously the most popular Stranger Things pick, mm-hmm. and I, I saw a ton of them online. Everyone did them great. I'm trying to think, what other big costumes were there this year? Uh, I saw a lot of Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, for, girls. for sure. I saw a couple Negans, but not many. Yeah, I saw two Negans at yeah. the bar. I saw a couple in, in New York City. I'm trying to think. I don't really think there was another costume that really... Harley Quinn definitely is the big one. Yeah, I saw people do the Joker, too, but people do the Joker a lot as yeah. well. G-Eazy did a show. On Halloween as the Joker. Oh, really? Yeah, it looked pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. I bet for younger people, there's probably a lot of Star Wars, too. Like, kids probably dress up sure. as... And oh, superheroes, obviously. They're, like, staples year to year. Yeah, absolutely. We are going to talk about a superhero. We're going to talk about some other sci-fi stuff coming up. But we wanted to start with a, a eulogy to Vine. So, Dave, it was announced rip, uh, rip. that Twitter will be shutting down Vine. Right. Which is the only... Uh, social media platform that uses it, if, if I'm correct. Well, I mean, the other you you, you can, can post it anywhere, but, but I'm it's, pretty sure Twitter owns it, right? Yes, yeah, from the start basically, and it's like easily integrated into Twitter. Mm-hmm. They said that the mm-hmm. website, like the Vine hosting site, is still going to exist. All the Vines that are currently out there will still be out there, and they will be downloadable for a certain amount of time. So for the time being, the Vines aren't going away, but. Soon the app won't work, so you won't be able to make new vines. Did you hear the uh, the story about how there was like 20 vine stars who wanted 1.2 million dollars a month to produce 12 vines, so three it's a week? Crazy. That's crazy that they wanted basically 100 thousand dollars for six seconds of work. Well, I mean, they put a lot more into the videos, but I mean, it's kind of disappointing to me because they're all going to Facebook Live do video for Facebook, mm-hmm. but. Vine, because of the natural brevity of the six seconds, it was really like a stroke of genius. The guys that were Vine stars that consistently put out successful Vines, made careers out of it, they're creative. They're internet creative. people. Like, they deserve that. So I just hope that they can continue that, whether it's with Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. Absolutely. But honestly, at this point, Vine, like most Vine stars had already moved on to doing other more profitable things because Vine mm-hmm. couldn't really maintain financial success so all vine was for the past few years as far as i could tell was just an easy way to show quick nba highlights <laughs> <laughs> well did you have a favorite vine that wasn't a sports vine oh there's tons of them yeah i saw a lot of pieces highlighting those uh, in memoriam right and it brought a good laugh out there was a really good thread by a guy i can't remember his twitter handle but his name is mike last name is emical romance so oh, okay. That's that, good. My Kindle my romance. Anyways, he posted a thread of like 74 of his favorite oh. vines. That's where that was from. I saw all the numbers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. I would highly recommend looking that up. There are a ton of funny ones in there. Yeah. Probably my favorite one right now, I've been going through a lot of them, is the little kid who sees all the geese and goes, look at all those chickens. And <laughs> it's just hilarious the way, the way that this little kid says it. It's funny because there's somewhere, it's, there's one of George Costanza happily oh. walking the sidewalk with Father Shuts My Hands, mm-hmm. Kanye song going. There's stuff like that. Then there's like 
Taylor Swift blank space and it ends with the kid going yeah. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of sub vines and like yeah. the way people would make them and stuff in the spirit of vine. So yeah, I, I, it's actually interesting. I've heard people who are I think are a little bit too woke saying that vines releasing this so that they get a ton of good will and, and a lot more people coming so that they don't shut it down eventually. Just look at any look at the business news around Twitter and financials. It just it makes sense that they weren't making enough money off vine if much at all. Is Twitter the, the best product that can't monetize itself? Undoubtedly. It's It's the most essential social network. It's so useful. It's endorsed by everyone, and yet <laughs> they can't make any money. Unbelievable. That's why I'm not worried about it going away or anything. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I kind of want to invest in it, because what, what if like Google buys it or something? Google would be smart to buy it. And like, the stock's not expensive. No. Anyways, RIP Vine. Moving on, there was uh, something we talked about last week. I gave a, a fire take that if anyone that was listening to your earbuds, I'm sorry for my, my, my Drake as Josh Brown take last week. <laughs> I got a little too fired up there. I, iPhone needs to cool down before you can use it again. <laughs> so, Cuddy clapped back. And I want to read you the, the tweet from the chosen one, at Kid Cuddy on Twitter. At Drake, say it to face, pussy. You think it's a game? I want to see you say it to my face. I'll be out soon. Promise. E. Yeah, yikes. E, ugh. You got 233,000 retweets. Right. That's insane. What is Cuddy doing? Again, he started this whole beef when he called out Drake and Kanye in his tweets. So the whole saying it to my face thing, Drake said it in rap. Like, you know, how mm-hmm. it's supposed to go down in the rap game. And you're like, oh, F you, man. Say it to my face. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, all right, man. Cuddy's a lost soul. Man. And now he's saying he's coming back out of rehab soon, playing at Complex Con, and it's like, okay, I don't know like, how sorry I can feel for you when you're leaving rehab this fast. If you're going to put that letter out and you're going to talk about needing to take care of your mental health and then you're not going to really commit to a rehab yeah. program, it, it's hard to feel bad for... You know, you just asking for it from Drake and Kanye yeah. and Big Sean and everyone who's already saying stuff, so... I feel bad because I like Cuddy and I liked when he, him and Good Music were tight. Again, it wasn't that long ago at Yeezy Season 3 where yeah. they were having fun together. And it's all downhill, I guess. That, that's actually a great gif of them jumping up and down. Yeah, and definitely. It's, it's one of my, my favorite ones to use. You you were saying that there's a couple of like weird angles to this whole beef, though, right? Yeah, because apparently the Drake line in Two Birds, One Stone that we talked about last week at SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod, one of his songs from the upcoming playlist, More Life, this is the one that you still can't, like, he didn't put out like a, a CD quality version. It's not mm-hmm. on Spotify or anything, but there's radio rips. It's the one where he took the shots of Pusha and Cuddy. Apparently, in like the liner notes that got put put out since we last talked, Kanye is cited as help with the lyric. He's listed as a, a songwriter or inspiration or something along those lines. So mm-hmm. Kanye feeling the fire versus Cuddy is interesting. And also, Big Sean dropped two new songs last night, which was Monday. No more interviews and bounce back. And, uh, and, and no more interviews. He basically calls out Cuddy for letting their relationship go to a shit, and it could have been mm. like resolved over like a five-minute phone call. And talks about how like he, he put Cuddy on that song with Nas two albums ago, and thought they were really good friends. And half the reason that I think Cuddy doesn't like Big Sean is because Big Sean's dating Janae Iko, the R&B singer right now, who was married married to Dr. Genius, which is Cuddy's <laughs> tour DJ and Long-time collaborator, biggest collaborator and producer, so a lot of stuff going on there. Cuddy, I mean, the, I think hearing all these details, he just feels very lost. I mean, yeah. like, he, he, it seems like he's very fragile mm-hmm. of his ego and doesn't really want to, I don't know, m- make amends with people, which is, is sad. He definitely needs a lot of help, so all the best to, to Cuddy. I hope he gets it together. And I'm looking forward to the next Drake song, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 
He asked for it. It's I, coming. I can never say I'm looking forward to a Drake song. I am Ooh. looking forward to the Drake and Taylor Swift romance, though. And that that is going to be fired. Have there been more details since that pseudo didn't really break? I think they were just at a party. What I heard is because Taylor Swift doesn't hang out with Drake that often, like she's not like a regular at Drake's get-togethers, Drake wanted to actually spend time with Taylor Swift because he didn't see her like that. That's what I heard is the spin. And some people... <laughs> the best retort I said to that, though, is if Drake really does date Taylor Swift and then Taylor does him wrong, the whole getting body by a singing N-word line is going to get real awkward, which is one <laughs> of his disses towards Meek Mill and Back to Back. There's been some rumors, like on page six, Cosmopolitan, oh. saying that they're hanging out a lot. I mean... Sources, man. There, there's people saying that they're making music together. There's a lot of rumors. I just hope it's true, because if there's ever a couple that people could all hate mutually <laughs> together, that's it. But then also when they break up, probably two of the most fire albums are going to come that's out good of good point. So it's a good point. I I hope it happens just because it's fun. But I think you told me on on Friday, don't get too hyped about it. And I was like, why not? But <laughs> I'm starting to cool down a little bit because if this doesn't work out now, I'm gonna be heartbroken. Well, Taylor Swift's album, everyone thinks it was gonna it's gonna come this fall. It's an even year thing. She didn't release it in time. The Giants got knocked out of the baseball playoffs. Didn't add it's up there. But I don't know. Taylor, you know, who did drop a project with Meek Mill. He dropped DC Four, Dream Takers Four. The follow-up post-Drake dissing. <laughs> what do you think about it? It's it's really unfocused. It's overly trap beats. It's uh, not that great. It's You know, Dave, you've talked about a lot of uh, rap albums that I have not listened to. If there's one that I had to pick that I was probably the least interested in, it's Meek Mill's fourth mixtape. <laughs> it's more than that, but... There's one song I was already blessed up, but it's basically like... His aggressive flow, his energy, now it's just yelling. It's not interesting anymore. In 2011, Meek Mill was really good and really interesting. Like, back when him and Rick Ross made back music was, like, on the come-up and he was really fresh. And now it's just, the scene has moved on from him. He hasn't made any interesting music. He's making more reductive music that's not as good as the old stuff. Drake killed him. Now he's not even the highest artist in Philly. That would be Little Uzi Vert. Me, I'm sorry, but the old adage goes, you can't spell Meek Mill without two L's. What about ASAP Mob's mixtape? Cozy Boys? Cozy volume... Boys. Wait, is, is Cozy it Boys like, Volume 1. Is this spelled like cozy, like being warm and cozy? Yeah, C-O-Z-Y. That, that, I actually really like that. Yeah, so. Cozy Boys. The, the ASAP Mob mixtape Cozy Boys Volume 1 is fucking fire. <laughs> it's 12 songs, and it's a very succinct 43 minutes, and I love it. It's really, really good. That's awesome. A few of the songs were already out, like Gamborghini High and a few other Lucy's here and there, but it's really good. It's great, great feature list. You got a lot of the young ones on there. You got uh, Uzi, you got Yachty, you got uh, Maidento, the guy who made Uber Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Playboy Cardi, who's actually in ASAP Mob now. No 21 Savage, though. Hmm. Only young and missing, which is good. Good to me. What but yeah, it's really it? good. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa on there. All the ASAP artists really bring it. Rocky in particular, really good. Tyler the Creator, him and Rocky, ah. a really good song. That's awesome. Really like it. Interesting. So is ASAP Mob, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, all them? Or yeah, okay, yeah, I, it's, that's, uh, that's why I assume. But yeah, obviously I'm not up with the times. Yeah, Playboy Cardi's the first guy to be signed ASAP Mob who isn't a ASAP blank guy. Ah, interesting. So they really haven't signed anyone since they formed, which is just a group of New York artists yeah, and I was say creatives that kind of united under ASAP Yam. So yeah, really like it. It's it's pretty good. Cool, awesome. Another project that another one w- was announced I, I don't think i even prepped you on this but chance the rapper it, he over the past year r- recorded a, f- a feature-length film ah. called slice uh, it's coming out next year he's starring in it fruit ninja slice uh, <laughs> yeah no i'm pretty sure it's exactly like that wait so um, is this a film he made it's like a 20-minute film 
Because I'm totally out on, on rapper films, I'll be honest. Well, I'm going to read you a little bit of a premise here. Like, what's the format? It's not going to be movie theaters, right? I believe it actually will be. Oh, okay. See. Depends what, what it is for my expectations. It's like Donald Glover, he released that something sleeping or no sound, whatever thing, and Drake's done a few, and ASAP Rocky's done one, and they're okay, I guess. I'd just rather you make a good music video. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like either commit to making a, f- a real movie or just stick to music videos. Not these 20-minute shorts where you have all these thrown-together scenes. They're just, they're all right. Just, I don't know. It's not that cool. Well, for, from the details that I can gather here, it's a feature-length film. All right, where, that's, that's different. Uh, then. <laughs> uh, Chance the Rapper is playing a serial killer werewolf. Ah, that, let me like you sure. do. Yeah, he's a pizza boy, a serial killer, an outlaw. A pizza boy slice. Pizza so, boy. Pizza boy. Yeah, it sounds All like about a very. That pizza boy. It takes place in a mysterious city. It features Ooh, an enig- not, not Chai Town. <laughs> it features an enigmatic outlaw framed for a killing spree that targets unsuspecting pizza delivery boys. Ah. Uh, so maybe chances in playing all those things, but it seems like he'll probably get framed for this. And he's ah. also a werewolf. <laughs> I don't know how that plays into it, but it's interesting. I mean, Chance is a unique dude. I mean, if if you saw my Magical Coloring uh, World Tour, two, yeah, World Tour, it's, I mean, it was a, quite the show. Uh, <laughs> we we gave our mixed re- uh, reviews on that SoundCloud.com slash nostalgia. Mixed review uh, on the on the stage. Yeah, he, Chance Not was fire. The performance was great. Of, yeah, more of the concept, I guess. Yeah, it's just odd. <laughs> so, what, what do you th- what do you think about this movie from Chance? That's interesting. It's like it seems like he's taking a page out of his friend Donald Glover's book, because Donald Glover made Mystery Team and you know is a legitimate actor. Do you think Chance should have been Lando? No, not a chance. <laughs> not well, uh, yeah. I like him in the Kit Kat commercial. I'll say that. Uh, and you know that he can pull off a mustache better than he can. Donald Glover can. It's a nice mustache. It is a nice mustache. Hopefully that this project won't suck and we'll enjoy it. It's gonna be chance, so it probably will be at least entertaining. Yeah, uh, uh, whatever. We, we'll, we probably won't talk about it on the pod, but if we do, you can find it exactly where we both told, told you, SoundCloud.com/nostalgiapod. Stay plug in. So a movie we had talked about in our fall movie preview is coming right. out, and it has really good reviews. Doctor Strange. That's right. Featuring Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. As Stephen Strange. A neurosurgeon who gets pulled into the, this alternate dimension. Is that right? Yeah, basically. Are you a Doctor Strange fan? I know that you're really into comic books, or at least superheroes. I, c- I couldn't call myself Superman. a fan. I'm familiar with his origin story. Okay. And that's what we're going to get in this movie. Mm-hmm. So the reviews are good, right? Now some people are like, ah, oh, it's an origin story. Some of the beats might be familiar. You're used to an origin story. You kind of know what some things are going to go down. My retort to that is, this is Doctor Strange. We need the origin story for him. This is not Batman, mm-hmm. where in BVS we didn't need the origin story. We know his, his parents died in right. Alley, right? This is in Spider-Man. We know Uncle Ben dies. Mm-hmm. And thankfully Marvel, they're like, oh, Spider-Man, you know what this guy does. He can come in Civil War and you won't be confused. Yeah, who the fuck is Doctor Strange? <laughs> well, they ask that. He's basically like this like world-famous neurosurgeon who gets in a car accident and his hands get all fucked up. And he was a really narcissistic, a self-centered guy. And his livelihood, his hands get ruined. He's like in surgery, and then that leads to him going to the Far East and becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. So in that instance, it's kind of similar to Iron Man in terms of the character arc of the self-centered, wealthy, famous person being broken down and finding himself new and becoming Mm -hmm. more of a hero. So that might seem familiar, but I argue that it's necessary for the movie. 
It's gotten really good reviews. I mean, we which talked, is I'm very happy that it is. I'm I'm glad. I'm excited for it. Yeah, we, we talked uh, about not really trusting or not 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 necessarily trusting, uh, not basing what movies you will see based on Rotten Tomato score. But it has a 91 percent, which is pretty high yeah. for a superhero movie in general. Yeah, uh, in a, any movie in general, being right. in the 90s is good. And like all the critics have seen it now. That's that's yeah. what all these reviews are. They're basically all the major sites. So so yeah, it has. Uh, and we talked that we, uh, Cumberbatch is starring in it. It's directed by Scott Dickerson. Yep. Also in it is Chuedel... Edge of Four. Edge of Four, yeah, there you go. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong, Michael Stolberg... Tilda Swinton. Benjamin Bratt, the god. And bad guys Mads Mikkelsen. It's a stellar cast. It's and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that's right, Tilda Swinton. She's the oh, ancient sorry, one. I, see, her casting was actually cause for controversy because she's playing the ancient one, like his like, teacher. Mm-hmm. Traditionally in the comics, of Asian male character okay. because it's in Asia. Obviously, Tilda Swinton is a white female of European descent. And, and you know, there's we have enough Asian Americans in films, so we right, definitely so, needed another white. See, person. That, that that's the thing. Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, he kind of kind of acknowledged that it's kind of a, a bad situation because the Ancient One character was super stereotypical, mm. like how Asians were always portrayed. But everyone's like, yes, but there's not enough leading roles for Asians. You really shouldn't cast it as someone else. And but that saying, he said that they're. They're looking forward to the diverse cast they have moving forward. And actually, if you look at all the, the casting lists they have for the next few movies, Thor 3, Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of, and Black Panther Black especially, Panther, yeah. they're getting better with that. And also, uh, Mordo, that's the guy Chidwell Ejiofor has played. That's actually usually a white guy, so mm-hmm. they switched that up. Nice, I like that. So Yeah, no, obviously it, they're not going to be perfect with it, but it would, it, would be, it would be remiss of us not to call that out after we right. pretty much bashed Gods of Egypt for yeah. casting all white people. Also, I'm hyped for Benedict Vaughn. He was the Asian guy in The Martian who worked mm. with NASA, Right. and Ejiofor was also in The Martian as well. So, Interesting. Again, Marvel gets another fantastic cast. Great. Yeah, so w- when I saw the preview for this movie, or not the preview, trailer. The, the trailer, the first thing that came to my, my mind was, wow, this looks a lot like Inception. Is that what people should expect going into this kind of... No, because Inception's, Inception's the dream within the dream, the mm-hmm. timeline. This is just dimen- cross-dimension travel and stuff. Oh, so a lot, a lot easier to understand. I think so, yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> bending time and space oh, versus, yeah. versus going Inside deeper and deeper and deeper and yeah. deeper into said space. Right. So I think it's it'll be simpler, and visually it's going to look look like Inception. You can see that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it'll be that hard to understand. Okay. I probably will not see it this weekend. Hopefully by the time we record next week, I will have. Um, it looks... Interesting. I'm a little skeptical because it, it does just look different than most superhero movies. Right. At least well, that's my thing. It's like it's not your run-of-the-mill superhero movie right. or your run-of-the-mill origin movie mm-hmm. just because of the supernatural dimensional aspect of it. So I'm excited for that in that regard. So we'll see. I'm excited to see it. I'll see it this weekend. I'll report back. Perfect. And you can check us out next week. We'll be talking about Doctor Strange. We'll also be talking about the Atlanta finale. That's right, which is tonight. Yeah, so uh, we record on Tuesdays, so you will be hearing a week later our thoughts on the Atlanta season finale. Work the wait, fantastic show. Or if you want to hear our more immediate takes, follow us on Twitter at Martin Swagger, at NostalgiaPod, at Sheening World Peace. That's right. Drop the O to, to find me. But we want to talk about a show that we haven't talked about in a couple weeks. Yeah, halfway um, through its run. Westworld. Yeah. So what are your thoughts just overall on the season so far? I'm a lot more intrigued as the show has opened up. Mm-hmm. A lot more questions, a lot more, perhaps a lot more plot lines, definitely a lot of different narratives going on, just a lot of different things to kind of poke and question about. Now, there's theories galore about this. The Reddit Westworld is apparently mm-hmm. very active. That being said, I, I can't declaratively 
make any kind of prediction. I just like hear what everyone thinks. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, so does that. Though. Which yeah. one is it? Who knows? I think it's going to be an amalgamation of a lot of the things people have already thrown out there. But it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm happy to be on the ride. It's funny. Westworld, is, in my opinion, is almost half of Game of Thrones right. for me. So I don't really care about the show Like when I'm watching it. I mean, it's it's a fun watch. Sometimes, like I like seeing the action sometimes. I don't really care about many of the characters. I'm not I don't really feeling very invested Hot in them. take. But, well, it, I guess it's hard for me to feel invested in, in robots, which I think... Oh, I thought you were saying that about Game of Thrones. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I don't really care um, about the characters. Oh, no. I, I, I'm saying, like... <laughs> My ga- bad. <laughs> g- Game of Thrones, I care a lot about the okay. characters. Okay, yeah, I was going to well, say, I, I, that doesn't well, agree with what you've said before, but continue. <laughs> well, Westworld, I do not care about many of the characters. Sure. I find the it's show... It's also five episodes. Yeah, it, absolutely when I, when I say the reverse game of thrones i think what i enjoy more is just talking about it mm. and talking about all these different theories yeah. and possibilities i don't really find the show that much fun but game of thrones i find the the, yeah, yeah. the story and talking about the different theories equally right. as much fun i find the man in black stuff fun ed harris stuff i think is really interesting i just love seeing that i mean the, the man in black is really interesting but it's because he's so mysterious yeah I, I like the stuff that's, like, in, like, Westworld HQ. Grunt guys, like, cleaning up the robots. I'm just like... I can't I, give a fuck about that. I, it's not that I care. It's just, like, it's got to be something mundane about being the dude who has to clean out the orifices of all these robots day to day. Because, yeah. as we know, Westworld is equal parts Grand Theft Auto and <laughs> sex every day, every moment place so the day-to-day logistics i actually find weirdly fascinating so i'm like how does this work yeah like, you, you know you know what the interesting that's thing stuff is? that you maybe don't want to question too much because it's not really worth explaining and it won't be explained but no I know, I, that kind of stuff is actually really fascinating for me there's a lot of small details that you can look into and they kind of go into the theory so we'll, we'll touch on it i think the the thing that i find hard to like connect with is Robots, I don't, I don't feel like like there's any real stakes. Now that that changed a little bit in this last episode because mm-hmm. the robots are actually like fucking Jimmy Jimmy Simpson up or what's the name Will on the show. He's, yeah, he's that that guy. Kind of him and Logan, they were really pushing around and all, actually Logan, choking him out. Yeah, punch him in the face. Die, which I was like, huh, I thought they couldn't actually well, kill him. That attributes to the the timeline theory. That's really big. And we will explain that in a second. But before that, I was like, there's really no, no stakes to the show because no one can die. All these characters, I mean, I guess the only stakes is emotional stakes. But I, don't I think really it's the stakes of the robots like flipping things. Right, and I don't really care about robots. I I don't care if you feel. I don't, I mean, what you're... Well, I think they're moving past that already. Machine. So I, I don't know. I don't really find any... The, the, man, the man in black is intriguing. And I don't really find any characters very... I don't find... I have an emotional attachment to any of them. Yeah, well, I don't think it's designed to be like that either. Like, Game of Thrones, you naturally latch on to Ned Stark, and then Rob Stark, and then Jon Snow, and mm-hmm. Tyrion. This is not really like that. This is kind of more like the grand themes, just philo- philosophical stuff. But also, I think mystery is much more prevalent in how they tell you the story, what they tell you, what they don't tell you. Which is why I think talking about it is a lot more fun. Right. Because it's, yeah. it's like... Honestly, game- I, I, the Game of Thrones comparison, obviously, lots of sex, lots of violence, but it's not really apt, honestly. It's done way differently. Right, I well, I think the way I was trying to compare it is just more the way I experienced the show. I no, no, sure. I both halves of watching and the, the right, side context. Right. So why don't we get into some of these theories? You mentioned the, the two timelines, so I don't know. <laughs> this is a little tough to explain. Well, it's basically that... Jimmy Simpson and the Man in Black are the same person. Yeah. Like 30 years apart. Right. And and that, and if you recall, when we see Jimmy Simpson, we see the, his soon-to-be brother-in-law, the, the dickhead dude. Logan. Logan. Logan's getting punked. Logan's getting, like, overpowered and stuff. Whereas the man in black, literally bolts bounce off of him. Bolts in Jimmy Simpson's thing, 
people get shot, they get knocked down, they get back up. Like it, it's like getting shot with a paintball, you get pushed. Right. So there's those kind of hints, but I don't know because some people are saying there's evidence that there's not two timelines. I actually think that maybe it's not two timelines, but that this whole maze thing, which we have no way of understanding what the hell the maze is. We just know people mm-hmm. are trying to find it, especially Ed Harris, who's apparently been looking for it for like 30 years. Maybe Jimmy Simpson and Ed Harris kind of like meet in the maze. Hmm. And maybe they're not the same person, but maybe they are different timelines. I don't know. It, it's it's so weird. I, it's tough to de- say anything declarative. Well, I think in order to understand that, that part, uh, or what you were saying about um, Jimmy Simpson and Ed Harris and why some of the, the clues for why it might not be two timelines but are, are probably not right is that the evidence people point to is, oh, you see this person one time, you also see this person in another timeline. It basically seems like there's a lot more people in a lot more characters that are hosts or, or androids in this show yeah. than we're, we're led on to know right away. But one of the guys in the main center seems like he might be... Oh, Bernard? Oh, Bernard is I'm, like I'm positive he's, he's one. He, he's, he's acted more robotic as the episodes have gone on. Like, this last episode, the way he was typing on his computer, I was like, people don't type like that. That's almost like him acting, yeah. And <laughs> for, for anyone that, that's, that's watching the, the, the video pod, I just mimicked typing like a right. robot. So. And also the way they, Anthony Hopkins was talking to him, the way the female exec lady was talking about how they bang and why she goes on, like, this right. relationship. And we found out that the hosts record everything, every interaction they have, even when mm. they're not out in the, the West world. Mm. So that would explain that. What about Arnold, though? What about Arnold, though? Yeah, Arnold, that's a real mystery. That's the one I'm more intrigued about, I'll be honest. Just because I think, like, uh, the whole, like, Arnold pulling strings shit, like, maybe he, LC, she just found the, like, that robot, the girl who works at Westworld HQ. She was with Luke Hemsworth. Which, first of all, another Hemsworth? What? Uh, I think he's the oldest one, but also the least successful. Elsie finds that radio transmitter thing, and that guy was going rogue. So someone is sending information out to the park, and maybe that's Arnold. Maybe Arnold's behind the scenes. Some people think so Arnold has uploaded his consciousness, and maybe he's controlling Bernard. So you don't There's so much crazy shit. I don't you know. You don't think Arnold Arnold's is... definitely not dead. Fuck that. You don't think Arnold's dead? He's still a presence. Maybe, he, like I said, his consciousness is his, his plan. Something is still going on with Arnold. He's not the man in black. There's a theory that Bernard's full name is Bernard Weber. We don't even know if that's true, but people somehow on Reddit have said that that's true. And Bernard Weber is an anagram for... or no Something our, base theory or something? No, it's Bernard... I forgot what it is. Lowe? Um, yeah, it's, it's Bernard Lowe, and if you make it Arnold Weber, that, that those are anagrams for each other, so that they're actually the same person. Or, there's, there's <laughs> People have gone way too far down the rabbit hole on this, but, I mean, that's the fun part. Exactly. The maze... That's what it exactly... The maze, oh man, I mean, the maze. when you when you think about like like that next level, and there's got to be some level to the park. Like you saw that robot that smashed his head, and so like, yeah, what exactly. the fuck That's is what, that even about? Yeah, well, he he's the one who had the radio thing in him, right? But also another thing, I no idea. So we have like the whole conflict between Ford and the board, right? Yeah. And he's making this whole new narrative with his huge the final e- narrative e- excavator machines, right? Right. Wreck, wreck and like. Uh, so, and then he mentions like the neighbors. Who the fuck are these neighbors? <laughs> what world do we live in? Who the hell are these neighbors? Who yeah? Who would want to live next to Westworld? And also, they this is a huge swath of land because we went to that whole new town. And how fucking big is this place? Yeah, where is this? And it's so interesting. I mean, obviously, it's... I just want to know what society Westworld exists in. It has to be like a, a country like Australia, right? Maybe. You can kind of like just go to it by... But the whole thing, rich people drop mad dough to spend more than one day there. Mm-hmm. So it's like 40k a day, right? 
you know that the people are watching in real time because you can call on a pyrotechnic effect, right? Right. How is society not trying to find out what people do in Westworld to frame them and stuff? You think of hackers, obviously. They probably they don't want to portray the outside influences. I totally get that. But just trying to figure out how Westworld exists in whatever world it's in is really interesting also. Yeah, I think the, the only two aspects ever of something outside of Westworld were what you mentioned about the neighbors, but then also the man in black when he's trying to figure out how to get inside the maze. Mm-hmm. And that person, oh, you know, a company saved my sister or something like that. He's oh. like, leave me alone. I'm on my vacation. Yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, dude. And then uh, Logan and uh, Jimmy Simpson, they work for a De- Delos Corp or something. Like yeah. Some business that's apparently important and like a conflicting interest with Westworld. So a lot going on, a lot we don't know. What do you think is Ford's motivation? Uh, or like, what uh, do you think he's trying to achieve? Oh, his motivation? Do you think he's I trying th- to be a god in this It in seems kind of like that. Like he has some kind of, he obviously has a god complex, but I think something with the robots where he just wants them to be more important so that they're he's more important because he yeah, controls them all. perhaps yeah, i don't understand why if if that was his whole thing why he would ever surround himself with anything but a robot i mean it sounds, sounds seems like the robots can pretty much do and and also thing. the whole thing with dolores and whether she's like a neo figure like of the matrix right if she's gonna do a robot revolution right or tear shit up whatever again multiple timelines why is she still like around? Why has right. Anthony Hopkins just been like, no, incinerator, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And also, why are they all going rogue? Is there some virus in these robots? Is it right. Arnold controlling them? And yeah, so like, there's just so many questions. I, I, I love thinking about it because I have no idea where they're going. Even as you mentioned, Bernard, you think he's definitely a robot. At the same time, he had that phone call with his, I don't know, I guess it seemed to be his wife about how they lost his son back yeah. home. And well, the way Anthony Hopkins is like, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry about that son you had that died. It's like, people don't talk to other people like that. True. That's why you're, he's a robot. So, but so it got, it got, like, he had to create a fake person to call him and like, talk to him about this every once in a while. Well, so well no, maybe, no, maybe it's, it's programmed into him. Oh, maybe by four or something. There's so also, much. that thing, that scene where you saw other people with Bernard mm-hmm. going on, like, Skype calls with their families. So are they in a space station? Are they underground? Another yeah. planet? Any of those things could possibly... Because remember, he's like, oh, it's hard to get a, a call through. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess I just assume that, that this isn't... This is like Las Vegas, basically, where you have to travel miles, miles mm. around to get to just this horrible, stinking, wretched place. Except and, it's like a whole continent. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the size of America, basically. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see how much is actually revealed. I don't know... Especially if, for this season. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is a show where they're... Or if they they already have like a certain story laid out, or if this is going to be season to season, I guess it'll be interesting to see because I can't imagine Anthony Hopkins is signed on for like three seasons of this. For some reason, that seems it hasn't been renewed, right? With, so, despite good ratings, I, I, I guess I was functioning under the assumption this is one season. We'll see. Definitely, we'll be we'll be talking more about it as the season goes on. We'll be talking about Atlanta next week, Doctor Strange. Maybe some music, maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Hot uh, fire. But in the meantime, if you want to hit up the pod, tell us what you like, what you don't like, give us a review on iTunes, please hit us up, soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod, uh, on Twitter, at nostalgiapod, at Swagger at sheenyworldpeace. iTunes! Yeah, yeah, if you give us a, a review on iTunes, we'll read it on air, yeah. even if it's a total roast of us. Yeah. But it has to be five stars. Five stars, but negative comment, we'll live with it. Yeah, if you give us one star, we will not live with it. We will hunt you down. Yeah. Just like Maddie TX05. <laughs> Never left another review again. Again, you can pick your display name for the review. 
So you don't need numbers in it, Maddie. Do you? <laughs> FYI for the future, bro. Anyways, I think we're gonna have some. We're gonna be trying out a new outro yeah. verse this week. So possibly. listen to the next like twenty seconds. Yeah. So tell us what you think if you like this one or the other one more. And if if for some reason we don't change it, forget I ever said this. We out. All my days, I pray.